Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of Tailoring in Conversation. As you already may know, in this series, I'm going to interview tailors from all around the world to gain a better insight into their worlds. My guest for today is Mike Terito. Mike is a bespoke tailor, cutter, and co-owner of Terito Tailoring, which is a family business established by his dad in 1967 in Bristol. He's the torchbearer of the family business now, and we have a very interesting conversation ahead of us. So let's get right into it. Thank you for making the time, Mike. I, I've been waiting for this moment. I, I think we're going to have tons of things to talk about, and uh, I would say let, let's let's get let's get going. One of the questions uh, I'd like to ask before we get into any of, of the other questions: if if me and you were ten years old. And we were friends, uh, and we were outside. Now, what what was it that we were doing? I I I think uh, I, gosh, hell of a question. I, I I really can't put myself in that in, in, in that mindset right now. But what, what I what I would say is I, I I don't think I'd be thinking about tailoring. I think I think I'd be thinking okay. it'd be the furthest thing from my mind. But uh, you know I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that's a, that's a really good opening question. Though. <laughs> sure. Who, well, who who were you? What what was it? What was it that you're you know occupied with? You know where where was it that you grew up? And and what sort of uh, okay. you know who who were you at ten years old? Maybe eleven, twelve. You know, around that age. I I I think I I wasn't. Uh, I'd like to think I'm quite. Uh, you know, uh, uh, not I went, when someone's themselves a confident person, I, I, I automatically think, well, I don't know if I want to be around that. But I don't think I was a confident person that I have kind of made myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was probably quite shy and retiring. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, I certainly came from a mixed background being, you know, half English, half Italian. So mm. I kind of, uh, you know, that that was a big and it still is a big part of my identity. Um, and, uh, you know, I was just kind of probably keeping myself to myself and, and really finding who I was. I kind of was never into the, the, the same things that, that my peer group were into. I kind of really did tread my own path in, in many mm-hmm. ways. And my, my first love was, and, and I still love music. So I kind of found myself through music, to be honest, and mm-hmm. probably like things that, would would seem quite strange for somebody of my age. Right, uh, right. That's a that's that's a whole other that's a whole other interview. Sure. Were you a creative kid? Like, were you constantly making things for yourself? Were you in your own zone, kind of like working things out, or were you kind of like into studying or or something else? I mean, did you play music or how how was that? I I certainly I think my. I think I kind of was mild. I, I've been kind of mildly obsessive. So I kind of mm-hmm. find something and, and investigate it. And, and that's obviously carried me through to what I do now. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think at that time, you know, it was sort of discovering um, music really helped me sort of, you know, that kind of cliche of it kind of blossoming. So, so you mm-hmm. find something that you like and, and it kind of opens up your world. Yes. But um, because, because at the time, you know, at that age, you know, pre-internet, 
if you, if you were kind of quite niche, I think you 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 were truly you know now they talk about sort of subcultures but but if you're into something really really like very few people are into all you've got to do is Google it and you'll find other people and you think oh I'm not alone sure, but yeah. but at that time you know if you, if you were a, an eight year old who really liked Fats Domino which I was which yeah, is yeah. you know then 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 you're kind of like everyone would be like what who what and you kind of think am I strange am i yes yes but uh but yeah yeah right right okay so your 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 dad is a tailor and 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 you're born into a family where where there is a tailor were you um were you around the workshop from from an early age or or were you avoiding it (laughs) no 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 i i i i honestly you know i i don't ever know a time when i haven't been around a tailor shop Right. And um, it's really strange. Like I, I, you know, like I use tools now that mm-hmm. I probably would have looked at as a child and thought they were a toy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of still things, you know, we still 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 use the same things that I would probably thought were like a, you know, a train or something, you know. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, now, and now my dad's like, no, no, he's for pressing, you know, and things <laughs> like that. So I, I've always, always been around the environment. Um it's not always been the thing that I've been guided towards. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I probably discovered tailoring later than, than I could have discovered it, but Mm -hmm. kind of everything happens for a reason. You know, when I, when I was young, you know, I'll always, always remember my, my dad worked all the time. Mm -hmm. So probably when, when I was a child, um, you know, it was very, very big at that time to have a, a, a new suit at Christmas. So mm-hmm. at Christmas, you know, I wouldn't see my, my dad from maybe the beginning of December. He'd be working all late mm-hmm. nights, getting these suits ready for people to collect because that was what you did on Christmas morning. You walked down the stairs with your new suit. And, and, and I think that kind of, I always sort of associated, gosh, my dad's got to work a lot. Yeah. And, and 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 I think my my mother was really aware of that, and it you know to not to not sugarcoat it, you know this is not an easy life, you know. Yes, it, yes. It, you you choose you choose a, a job that that puts incredible demands on you, and I think I think with with my mum being married to a tailor, and my mum's a great seamstress, even though she doesn't work in the family, but she's just very talented. She knows how to right. sew and knows about mm-hmm. it. it of this didn't want it for me you know mm-hmm. and i think that was i was sort of not encouraged in that respect also right. i'm left-handed so my dad was like never saw you left-handed you know <laughs> so he was you know Why? not 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 taylor left-handed you know and, and he, he he really was not into it didn't, didn't think it was possible you know the idea of somebody yeah. left-handed doing a buttonhole is like you know you might as well be doing it with your toes, you know, yeah, it just yeah. was, was not. So, so I kind of, yeah, it, I, I just went my own kind of journey mm-hmm. and then found, found this so, job. So how I'd like, I'd like to go back a little bit in what you said before, how, cause I haven't experienced this and I'm sure that many people who, who don't have, you know, come from a tailoring background and a family tailor background, how does it feel to be born into a tailoring family where you, like you say, 
your dad is working all the time. I don't know if you associated that with something negative. You did, you did re- realize that, you know, he is working all the time. Um, maybe, maybe, you know, I don't know if, if, if you were aware that, you know, he's like really passionate and, you know, he's responsible. So those together, it means that you're never going to see him unless you go into the workshop or, you know, how, how did yeah. it feel to, to like just grow up step by step? with someone who's in a workshop and you're in the workshop and you're playing with irons and you think they're trains or, or you know, you think, you know, the scissor is like a big dinosaur or whatsoever. How does that feel? How is that? What is the experience like? Well, I mean, like your, your, own, your own personal experience, you can't, you know, I can't take myself, that was, that is always has been, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, 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 I what I will say, and, and like insert expletive to describe me in this at this point, I I've never worn an off the peg suit. Like all through my life, I have worn right. bespoke suits. You know, yeah. and 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 it's always been, you know, it's been a given. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I've never, you know, and, and and I understand that that could come across as what an ass, you know. But but you know that's just always been the way it was. You know? Sure, yeah. So, you know when 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 obviously come from an Italian family. You know when I was seven, I did my first communion. So hmm. all the children in the school had a, had a white shirt and a pair of black trousers. My dad made me a white tuxedo. Right, right. So, so you're seven years old in a white tuxedo. I've been overdressed my whole life. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and things like that. But you don't, you don't. It's think about it's it's never been a, a big step to wear a suit i think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing that growing up around it whereas you know there'll be people in their 30s who all sort of say you know i've never felt comfortable in a suit and mm-hmm. i've always it's always been part of part of that and and with regards being around a tailor shop you know it's um i don't know it's it's kind of quite um hard to describe but you know it I would always try and find things to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think because when I was, when I was young and so when you were young, there was no, no phones or anything. So it'll be yeah. things like in school holidays, you know, you'd be like, go and spend the day with your dad. So you, you know, through the boredom, you discover things, you just discover mm-hmm. what's in that cupboard. What's in that drawer. What does that do? What's that? And yeah, Maybe my dad was just like, I don't want to answer any more questions, but, mm-hmm, but, uh, mm-hmm. but, but you'd just be full of questions and ideas and things that mm. things are just so familiar to me because I've known them all my life. Mm-hmm. I couldn't necessarily use them or utilize them, but I've seen sure. these things. Yeah. Well, how, how did he, I mean, obviously at some point he did see that you, you know, you're not leaving this and you keep coming back and you're gaining more interest did he at some point say like, yeah, you know, you're, you're left-handed and, you know, that's kind of like impossible, but okay, I'll show you a few things. Did that kind of like gradually happen or, or was he like really well, resistant? He, I mean, up to how, the how, how, how did I, how did I come to this? Well, I mean, to, to really, to cut a long story short, you know, I, I think that there was a fork in the road for me mm-hmm. where when I, when I, when I was, at, when I was at school, and I was, you know, you, you, you get to the point where you're choosing your GCCs, you know, you want to choose what you want to do, where you want to go. And, and, you know, I, this, this is a sign of the times, you know, at the time it was, it was like, right, you have to choose uh, a subject 
like a, uh, a, a, I think at the time they called them like a technology subject. So you would choose right. either cooking or woodwork or electronics or textiles. Now, right. at that time, and we're talking, what year would that have been? 1998? Mm-hmm. I show my age now. Um, I was thinking, right, you know, this is the moment where I can do textiles. And I put it down as my option to do. Mm-hmm. And the teacher, appro- the, te- the teacher approached me and said, you know that it's only girls doing this course. <laughs> you will be the only boy in the whole of your year group <clears throat> doing textiles. And had, had she not said that to me, Mm-hmm. I probably would have gone with it and sort of thought, okay, why not? But 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 when she highlighted it to me, I kind of thought, oh my god, I'm gonna, uh, you know, she's aware of it. She's sort of forewarning me that if you do this, somebody <laughs> it even beat scares you up. her. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, and, and whereas now, obviously, things are, and, and it's brilliant that you know that would not be a conversation that a, t- a teacher mm-hmm. would not question as to you know, you sure you want to do this and. Yes. and, and and in that not happening, I could kind of root that that was the moment where I kind of veered off course. Right. Had I, had I gone into that and had I been like, you know, had a reason to, to you know, uh, because obviously when, when you're at school, mm-hmm. uh, you, 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 it's, it's not like I'm working here and, and going to school. That would have been a reason for like, dad, I need you to show me how to control the machine. I need you to show mm-hmm. me how to do this. I need you to show me how to do that. Mm-hmm. That was the moment where everything could have been different. But as it was, you know, I think it's better you do electronics, and then mm-hmm. and then you you go you go right. in a different direction. And I ended up not studying. I ended up studying um, media production at university, and I finished right. that. And I was disillusioned with that. And I knew it wasn't for me. And then I and then I ended up doing something involved in music. And then for a year, I. I worked as a tour manager for mm-hmm. music acts because I thought, oh, I love music. I want to work in music. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I found was that mate, sometimes the th- things that you love, and, and this is help because I love tape, but the things that you love, you shouldn't necessarily do for a living. Right. In, in some respects, because mm-hmm. it makes you fall out of love with it. Yes. I think, I think sometimes when you do, when you do things that, that that, that you love you have to be in control of it and not let somebody steer you or mm-hmm. or make you feel like you're you're you know when, when you're being forced to do something you can fall out of love with it so i became i just didn't listen to music which is something that i always do mm-hmm. i kind of thought and and it was at that point that the stars aligned and and mm-hmm. it was that somebody somebody was going on maternity so my dad was like i really need someone to help around here help me out with managing things and maybe you could do some alterations so maybe you could come and you could learn you could control the machine and i started doing that and mm-hmm. and started, uh, started well, how old were uh, you then uh, 25 right 25 which is okay. uh, which is late you know which yes is, very late for tailoring i mean you know you've got to bear in mind that this wasn't like a, a completely alien thing you know this mm-hmm. wasn't like a something you know it's always been here but i certainly didn't walk into this like straight from uni i, I kind of 
I, I'd done other things and mm-hmm. and it really informed me and given me focus. Yeah. Because there's nothing like disappointments to, to mm-hmm. focus the mind. And uh, and I think what I realized was that uh, I I kind of for years I'd, I'd wanted to do this, but sometimes you know, especially when when you've got parents, mm-hmm. um, you know, when when you've got parents in, in, in jobs, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's really hard to ask them for help or not not that I have a bad relationship with them, but to sort of come to my dad and say, Dad, I want to be a tailor was mm-hmm. was a very conversation to have so in falling into it mm-hmm. and learning it kind of quite organically and i think my dad wanted me to to you know come here and it's like if you can control the machine mm-hmm. then you've got to learn to control a thimble if you can control a thimble then you can control a such and such and and he's he's not he's not a natural teacher he's never really taught anybody he's helped people and worked with people but he's not like mm-hmm. the kind of tailor that takes an apprentice so mm-hmm. he was kind of it's it was a long testing right like i'd say three years of of like you know kind of like karate kid you know, you know yeah, yeah. Do, why am i doing this dad why am i yeah. doing this yeah. you'll see you know right that that that, that kind of that kind of yeah, well, well, you know, t- tell us a little bit about that because you know, uh, what one of the things I, I I've always wondered is, uh, what would be the difference? I mean, obviously, for each case, it's, it's it's a different scenario. But you know, comparing learning from a stranger who you then kind of like build a relationship with, or learning from a family member, in this case, your dad. Uh, how 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 was that? I mean, how is it to work? You know, with with your dad and and like I mean, learning. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, have, I have no, obviously I have no, nothing to compare it with. I think mm. that like everything, you know, you you, you would view it, uh, you know, maybe an outsider, someone, someone who's been really struggling to find an apprenticeship or they've got, they've had a week with someone and a week with someone and a week with someone and they haven't, you know, would say, well, isn't that the dream? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but I mean, what I would say is it, it, it's got it's it's really got its challenges you know working with a family member because because you in some ways you're the same and in other ways mm-hmm. like me and my dad in some ways we are identical and in other ways we are completely different mm-hmm. and i think our biggest difference is our mentality and my dad is really relaxed and really knows his job and mm-hmm. will kind of sort of go oh will you just go and, and 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 it's like well i guess when you've been doing this job for 60 years it, da, 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 da. and it's like yeah but, <laughs> but but when 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 you when 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 he says that it's kind of what what i think one of the biggest lessons mm-hmm. from my experience to say to someone who's learning is uh don't learn don't just take what somebody says to you as oh well they told me how to do this this adjustment or this bit of figuration or, or or cut this thing a certain way, and that's the way it is. Because inevitably, if someone's been doing the job for a long time, they were taught the the way and the reason and and, and, and the not I'd say correct. Mm-hmm. Everybody through years and years of experience finds a way to. Econ- economize their time and the way they yeah. do stuff yeah, yeah. and the, the 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 classic cliche of learn learn how to do it bef- or learn how to do it properly before you can learn how to break the rules mm-hmm. 
is so true in tailoring. And when I started working for my dad, he has always made jackets, you know, I would say the way a tailor should make a jacket. Mm -hmm. But in order for me to really deep, deep, deep break it down and, mm -hmm. and change my vision for the business mm -hmm. was not where the business was at. Uh, right. In terms of, you know, I think my dad, you know, he's he comes from a different generation mm -hmm. where I think a customer came to a tailor and, and, and they wanted they wanted quality and they wanted to be guided by a tailor mm -hmm. and there wasn't, you know, you went that place if you wanted that and you went that place if you wanted that. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think nowadays with with way people can look online and they can learn about the way suits are made in Florence and the way suits are made mm -hmm. in Naples and the way things are done differently. The biggest challenge was getting my dad to sort of I say to dad, you know, you know about how to do spalacamicha? He'd be like, yeah, well, I haven't done it in 50 years. Yeah. Why not? Well, because I, I don't like it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's fine, you know. I, I, yeah. But people will come in and say, mm -hmm. you're Italian tailors. Mm -hmm. I really like this style. And, and, and so it was a case of us really going back to the drawing board together as, as a team and, and mm -hmm. using his experience and maybe my, my, my fresh mind mm -hmm. to kind of redesign what we do and, and, and give us a direction. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you, what would you say is 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 the most well some of the most important things in that aspect, and, and and specifically what I mean is you work with a family member, you learn from mm -hmm. a family member, and you kind of like grow into your role, and you also slowly learn the business side of things, and mm -hmm. you you manage to establish the trust within your dad for him to be able to say. You know, you can you can join together with me, and you know we can do this together, and we can become a team. Now we are two professionals. You're not, you know, the the little boy anymore. Now you can do things. You are responsible for things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How would you say? Um, what would you say are the most important things in developing that relationship? Because you know, if if people are learning from strangers. It's not that easy to go to a stranger and be like, hey, man, teach me all, all the things that you have. And then maybe one day we can run the business together. You know, they'll probably just say, hey, why don't you just go? Uh, but when in, in a family situation, I assume that's a little different. Now, what have been your experiences and, and how has that been? How is it to team up with a family member and remain yeah. professional, but also it's still a, a, a father and son relationship? Okay, I mean, I think that from what you're, I totally agree with what you're saying, and and from what you know, having worked with, you know, we've had tailors working here and people that have worked in various places. Tailoring can be kind of like the magic circle, you mm -hmm. know, in terms of, you know, that that a lot of a lot of tailors are guard what they do and how they do it and they'll show you so much they're you they're, they're, they're like bring on an apprentice but i i don't know i don't think our generation is quite the same i think that we understand that you know we can be individuals and we can we can all have you know all have businesses you know i mean 
I'm I'm in a city where you know we are the the last sort of bricks and mortar. To, to my knowledge, I mean, we're the last bricks and mortar bespoke tailors. But if someone opens next door to me, it can only further mm-hmm. what 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 you know in the city the understanding of the of the trade and and, mm-hmm. and what what happened. And I think we're, we're going back to what you're saying about learning from family. It's like. It is again. It's like you walk into something that you're not starting from scratch, mm-hmm. and that sounds like what a great leg up, what a great opportunity. That's just such a oh, that's so easy. But but you know, I would say that neither me or my my father are are businessmen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, right. and and that that that's not to say we can't run a business. Mm-hmm. But I think there are there are tailors that tailor with the heart, and there are tailors that tailor with the head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The tailors that tailor with the head make a lot of money, and it's not about money. If you want to make money, don't be a tailor. Mm. Uh, but but I think there are people that that are able to see um, m- monetize the trade and mm-hmm. and blossom a brand and create a, a something that. Where, whereas we we kind of you know. Our surname is inside the stew. Yes. And with that comes, you know, the, the, the cliche of like, my name's in the soup. Therefore, I, I physically control, I control every aspect of this garment. I don't, mm-hmm. le- I don't, I don't sort of say, I don't have levels of, of your, if you're an important customer, then I make it. If you're not an important customer, then, mm-hmm. you know, my, my, my apprentice makes it everything in here is controlled in that way and and running running that business as a family gosh i mean it's it's really really tough mm-hmm. and that's the hardest thing that, that stifles probably the innov- our innovation is is running a business now mm-hmm. and this model is i wouldn't say impossible but it's it's very very tough, and I, I would say to anybody who who is really wanting to to you know do, do an apprenticeship and then and then and then go right, I'm going to go on, on my own. You know, maintaining customer relationships and mm-hmm. and managing expectations and mm-hmm. understanding that you know just because you know. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't want to veer off of your of your question uh, too much and, and and kind of get 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 too into um, other things. But I think that you know family family businesses. There's a reason why there there are not many family businesses. Right. It's because you you need you need somebody you need someone who who is kind of like a not okay. I'll use a better example. You know, sometimes say say it's a football team. Mm-hmm. They often have someone who manages them, who knows nothing about football, but mm-hmm. they, they don't care about the football. They're all about how do we manage this as a business? And, I'm, mm-hmm. and I don't care about whether they win or lose. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, is this going to be a success? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think you can't do that with tailoring because there's so many variables. Mm-hmm. There's so many, you know, you, you have a price point for a suit mm-hmm. and a man can walk in and you make him a suit and it's a dream and he's a, he's a perfect client and you meet his expectations and you get exactly right but 
you you can be the best tailor in the world, but there's always someone who can walk through your door who will sense. You know, I, I just how, where do I start with this man because he's mm -hmm. like this. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's yeah. why he's that's why he's coming to you because mm -hmm. his expectations are high, and and that that takes such a lot of mental fortitude that being mm -hmm. a businessman it goes out the window because well, you, all you all you all you concentrate on is is my mm. product and. I just hope that my product takes care of my reputation and my marketing. Yeah, yeah. Would you say there is a, you feel like being in the business you're in now, you definitely feel uh, this clash within yourself maybe or, or amongst you and, 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 and your dad or, or whatever. You know, one day you're a technician and you are the tailor, but some of the days, you you know, you're you have to be the businessman and... And the other day, you kind of like have to just sit down and think about ideas and, and not even think about management, but just like what to do next in the next five years, you know, where are we going yeah. to be? How, how do you balance that? Because like you say, your name is, you know, in the garment and you can't just say, well, let's keep the name, but let's just let someone else make it. But at the same time, you having to make everything and having to oversee everything it also takes a lot of of your time uh, from you know and, and prevents you maybe from from doing the management part of or, or things like that how do you find that how do you balance that and what do you think um is 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 for someone in your situation the most important thing like should you just spend your time all your time be a a technician or, or no do you really miss the days that you should be a manager or like an entrepreneur uh i guess the first thing to say is like personally i think i i'm the the prime example of someone that works too much in the business to work on the business right right and, and that and that 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 kind of goes without saying in terms of like you hear a lot you know you, you it's a very demanding job Mm -hmm. It will be very, very easy to streamline and make more money mm -hmm. uh, by by implementing all the things that are available to you technologically. You know, to say, right, I'm going to draft mm -hmm. a pattern, I'm going to cut a jacket, mm -hmm. and I'm going to find someone who is happy to make me a jacket for X, and I'm going to sell it for Y. But my stupid pride maybe I, I i really want i really want to make a success of what i want to do mm -hmm. and, um, and 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 i i think that's the the toughest thing and and, mm -hmm. and 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 the problem the biggest problem i think that that bespoke tailors certainly the work with my model might find is 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 now people People don't work with word of mouth. You know, I'm mm -hmm. pretty confident that if if someone in, in in my city or my surrounding areas or anywhere in the world says, you know what, I met this great tailor, you should go and see him. And if they come through the door and they talk to me, I can show them what I do and I mm -hmm. can be completely transparent, you know, and, and show them things I'm working on, things I've finished, things I'm going to do. And, every, every, and, and, and even if they want to sit there all afternoon, they mm -hmm. can see how how we do things and 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 see that there the short there are you know next to no shortcuts you know within reason and uh, but 
I think the hardest thing now is you, you're competing against a lot of marketing, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people that, you know, I don't have time to make ex- example pieces all the time and, and mm-hmm. do photo shoots and, and show my wares and show the complete breadth of what is possible. Because, you know, a jacket takes 60 hours. So am I going to take 60 hours out of my time? Case in point, I maybe in in the in the, all the years I've been working here, I've maybe made myself ten suits. Right. During lockdown, I probably made myself five. Right. <laughs> so I made myself, you know, in in six months, I made more suits than I made the rest of the time I've worked here. Because what you know, yes, you know, you you have to look good. You have to. Show, you, mm-hmm. show yourself off, show your brand off. But if you're making something for yourself, you're not you're not making something for a client. And and, yes. and that's that's where that's where my model falls down because I can't be the dandy about town, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. I'm making everybody else look like the dandy about town. And yeah. they might not be comfortable being my you know, can I take a photo of you? Can I put it online? Can I show mm-hmm. because it's a very secretive trade you know people yeah, don't want yeah. to know that they spend the money or who mm-hmm. their tailor is people can yeah, be yeah. quite yeah yeah well you question yeah you guys are in bristol right yes yeah now so a co- there's a couple of things that i'd like to know for myself because i don't know anything about it but i also think it's going to be very valuable for for whoever is watching or listening this when people say tailoring in Britain, the some of the very first, uh, I, I think the first thing that pops up in people's mind is London Savile Row. But we all know that you know there are many tailors you know across the the whole of UK, from the north to the Midlands to the to, to the south, whatever, east west. The first thing that I would like to know is how is the tailoring scene for for someone like you in Bristol, and. What do you think? Um, what do you think? Well, is do you think that there is a difference between if you would just remove the name London and Savile Row? Do you think there is a difference between tailors from all across the UK and the few tailors that are on Savile Row from a craftsmanship perspective? Well, so. The first question would be, what, how is the tailoring uh, seen in Bristol? Because I don't know anything about it, but I'd like to know. Uh, and also, I assume that do you have most of your, are most of your clients international? Are they local? Uh, how is that? And the other thing well, is, what difference do you see between tailors from all across the UK and the ones in Savile Row? I, I think, uh, firstly, with regard to clientele, we, you know, certainly... When I joined the business, you know, we we operated, you know, at that time when I started working with my dad, there were, there were two tailors left in, in Bristol mm-hmm. um, with with shops. I, I, I don't know. Maybe there are people work from home, you know, whatever. But but in terms of actual tailors with a presence on a high street, there, there were two. That gentleman retired about six years ago. And uh, so we are, to best my knowledge, the last ones left do, doing this job mm-hmm. uh, uh, authentically you right. know because that's the key the key thing you know you can't 
uh, you can't use the word bespoke. What 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 are the latest words? Because because I I'm 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 out I'm out I'm out on the periphery. You know, bespoke is it is it bench made? Is it is it bench handcrafted? Uh, uh, hyper bespoke, uh, what, what, ultra what, what bespoke. Tell me my hashtags. <laughs> I think I think that's you know with that in mind. I mean the thing the thing with Bristol is Bristol's an interesting city. You know we've got a big history. Obviously we're very world world famous recently for the the statue tearing down to we're a very progressive uh left leaning city you know mm-hmm. with uh which it, and and, it, and it's and it's really like a you know everybody sells where they live they? oh you must mm-hmm. visit where i live but but i mean it is it is kind of like it's almost like a mini london mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. in lots of ways that we we kind of are i would say it's it's got that kind of architectural thing uh, mm-hmm. that london has and and it's but 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 at the same time it's it's quite a sort of city out on its own so we're we're only about an hour and a half by train from london mm-hmm. so a lot of people live here and work in london and we 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 get a lot of people come to us who you know have their suits made here and then they go to mm-hmm. london and they they work in say the legal field or or wherever mm-hmm. But the same token, being that close to Savile Row can can be a hindrance for us because people will think, well, I'm in London three times a week. Right, so right. Why should I use my local tailor? But but I'm not complaining because we we mm-hmm. we we're, we're you know we we do well. I think that it's where where we where we do well is our, our kind of surrounding areas. So our catchment area is quite big. You have the Cotswolds, you have South Wales, you have Devon and Cornwall and a lot of country pursuits you know we have like race courses and mm. a lot of hunts and things not you know mm. all I'm into that but but you know there's lot, lots of things that, so so we we do well from, from our surrounding areas internationally I, I wish we I wish we you know my goal is my goal is to do more things like trunk shows and get our work mm. out there go to people just so they can see what we do and uh, sorry, the second part of your question was. What the second part was? Do you think there is, from a craftsmanship level perspective, do you think there is a difference between the tailors who are on Savile Row, if you just remove the name Savile Row, and the tailors who are just spread across the the, the whole of UK? Uh, I think how do you see that? I, I mean, without having done an extensive holiday where mm-hmm. I visited every tailor and. And looked at the way they've, you know, you can only judge by what you see and, and what you hear and, and feedback you get. I think that I have no doubt, you know, Savile Row is, is certainly in this country, has the reputation and, and, and is, is, is the go-to. Mm-hmm. If, if you have the means and, you, and, and that's your dream, you, you go there. But then again, it's not for everybody. I think mm-hmm. I think a lot. I think it's not for everybody in a financial sense. Mm-hmm. I think it's not for everybody in you know. I think it can be a an intimidating thing for someone who who has never had anything made, mm-hmm. and and I, I you know I don't say that it's stuffy, but I think you, one 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 in, in one's mind's eye could think I'm going to walk in and there's going to be a, a guy with a tape measure around his neck and he's sure. going to look at me up and down and go. Hmm. I don't think you've got enough money to be in here, sir. 
which probably isn't the case. But but I think that could probably put a lot of people off climbing those steps to go into to go into yes, the tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's where people like like us come in. We're, we're mm. it's it, you know people will be less intimidated by coming in here, and, and hopefully mm. they go. Well, I don't need to go to Savile Row because my tailor's mm. great. Uh, yeah. But who am I to you know? If it's your dream, if you know, uh, I think that that said, I think there is great tailoring everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I don't think all tailoring is great everywhere. Right. I think maybe what you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, put put it this way: one mm-hmm. of my pet peeves is with bespoke. Mm-hmm. I, from my point of view, I'd say fifty percent of what I do uh, is, and this maybe is a fair way of describing is 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 someone is vanity. So somebody wants to look their best. They want mm-hmm. the best fabric. They want the best make. They want they want the best suit. And 50% of what I do is necessity. So mm-hmm. that's someone who, for whatever reason, you know, be it physical, physically or stature, height, build, whatever, they, they have to go to a tailor and, mm-hmm. and they want to feel great. Now, for me, the true measure of the tailor is, you know, don't show me the 38 guy who's five foot 11 because don't get me wrong. That's a, that's easy. Show mm-hmm. me the, the, show me the guy who's coming to see you. Who's 50 chest who really wants, you know, his daughter's getting married and he, and he doesn't want to look like a big guy. Mm-hmm. He wants to look great. He wants to feel a million dollars and show me that guy leaving your shop with a smile on his face saying, mm-hmm. You know what? I didn't think it was possible, but this mm-hmm. tailor's really done, really, really done something for me because that's the most rewarding part of the job for me. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that's that thirty-eight model physique guy could go in any. He could go. He could go to made to measure, and 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 probably get a, a suit that you know to all to, to the untrained eye would look mm-hmm. would look just as good. You know, yes. maybe not in terms of construction, but in terms of impact mm-hmm. i i think that 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 to me really is the measure of the tailor mm-hmm. is is how you deal with how you deal with with all types of people yeah that uh, is true unfortunately you, you don't you don't see it you don't mm-hmm. see you you see you see what people want you to see yeah and yeah yeah well that's the that's the funny part because you know uh nobody well yeah i i, I guess nobody wants to take a photo of a, like you say, 55 chest mannequin and be like, look at what we made. You know, everything is like slick and smooth and, and, and slim and very pleasing to the eye, obviously. And perhaps it makes the 50 chest person look at that and be like, hey, maybe I could look like that as well. Uh, mm. But people don't display that often. And speaking about mannequins, I actually was thinking about this. I don't know what you think of this, but do you think that the, the mannequins the tailors use um, has an impact on their cut, like on their vision and what they seem to be liking? Uh, you know, you get used to your mannequin, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. right? Well, look, funny, funny you should say. I mean, I've, I've got one like it's right over here. I've got a, a nineteen twenty eight Stockman, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it's a thirty eight. It mm-hmm. says 
made in Paris. You know, it's really, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I have never made a suit that's looked good on that mannequin. You know, it, <laughs> they, they, they just, it, it's, the, the mannequin is more beautiful than anything I've ever put on it. Right. And, and, whether, and, and it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting, like the shape of the, mm. the shoulders are very, mm-hmm. you know, and I guess maybe at the time, maybe people were a lot more slight. The shoulders are very nipped, and and the the, the chest is very barrelled. Mm-hmm. And God, if, if I made things to look great on that mannequin, my suit mm-hmm. would look terrible. Right. Um, <laughs> but but then but then but then I, I have like you know the the Ken, the Kenneth Linsell, you know the, yeah. the you know thirty eight forty forty four. I think I have. Mm-hmm. I, w- I mean, I wish I had the means to have every size mm. of, of, of that because the hardest. You know, when you talk about making things for a big guy, until you've got a lot of experience doing mm-hmm. it, you tend to make it. And like, you hold up the sleeve, you're like, "Is the pitch right?" Yeah. And like, you use <laughs> both both hands. Like, is that pitched right? I can't can't tell. You know, the the the, the art is yeah, like twenty eight. Yeah. You know, um, oh, oh, gosh, you know. Mm-hmm. So so that you know, go, going back to that point, that's why I really think you know. Yes, I think you're right. I think that the the fact that they don't make make, maybe Kenneth Lynch will do it custom for me a fifty chest one, but because it doesn't look good on a mannequin, people Mm -hmm. don't take photographs of it. But then there there is that you know ongoing narrative in the fashion world that you know Mm -hmm. small and slight is beautiful, which Mm -hmm. is is like. You, you think about I have a lot of old tailoring books here, you know, mm-hmm. Taylor and Cutter, International System, uh, what's it, Sectional System. And in all those books, you know, tailors had to, you know, it's like how to deal with a hunchback. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, so, so tailors had to deal and how to deal with, you know, seriously bow legs. Mm-hmm. That was part of learning to be a tailor was, was yes. that, 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 you know. Things that people would obviously have corrected medically now, but mm-hmm. years and years ago, your tailor was 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 like a chiropractor. He mm-hmm. was an osteopath. He mm-hmm. he would come and say, "Okay, we can't do anything about the fact that your legs are like that, but mm-hmm. we can cut your trousers to flatter mm-hmm. you." Yeah, and 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 a big. I think we, we're in danger of losing the art of fitting things mm-hmm. for for your asymmetrical man, for your big man. Yes. Tailors have said to me in the past, the most important thing with a big guy is he can do it up. If he can do it up, he's happy. And it's a terrible attitude to have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just because the guy can butt, he's going to walk, he's going to be happy. He's never yeah. had anything to butt for the front. And it's like, well, easy peasy. <laughs> if you make like that, then yeah. good luck to you. Yeah. Because yeah. as soon as you get lackadaisical about anything, mm-hmm. yeah. you, you, you think, He'll be right. He's an easy guy. It's like that mm-hmm. easy guy will bite you in the, you know. He, mm-hmm. One day he'll turn up and go, you know what? I've put up with this long, but the check doesn't quite run on this sleeve. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Well, great thing you say there because, you know, if anything, one of the main things that Taylor does is is work with people who are asymmetrical and, and, and have things they want to hide and, you know, um, Whereas now it seems from uh, this is I think I, I guess this is the influence of social media. I've I've wondered I've never seen any tailoring company post a seriously disfigured 
um, suit, you know, or, or person that they have made for. It's all like beautiful um, mannequins, like you say, 38s. And I do wonder, it's like, um, is it just less people going to the tailors nowadays or less, you know, or like you say, are, are people first going to the doctors to have things medically corrected or... Or are well, they, you know, or are they tailors I mean, I mean, losing you, the skills? You, you, you've got to find two things. You've got to find a guy who's got a condition, mm-hmm. say, spinal scoliosis. Mm-hmm. Not only has he got spinal scoliosis, but he's got the means to buy a bespoke suit. You're right. That's it. Okay. Right, so so right. That, you, you, you've got two niche things there. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. is there's one guy who, who does, to be fair, and I'm not going to mention his name because I'm not going to give him a free advert. Sure. But there's one guy on on, on, on 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 Instagram who does post things that he makes for for a lot of guys with with you know shape you know odd unusual shapes, and for me, it's it's fat. Not only is it fascinating, but you know the art of tailoring is to me the art of tailoring is making everybody feel mm-hmm. exactly the same when they leave your shop. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, we can we can get so bogged down with the art of tailoring being, you know, stitch width and and this mm. that and the other. But but you know, once somebody leaves, and, and this is not to say one shouldn't do you know, mm. pick stitch beautifully because you know that's a matter of personal pride. Mm. But once someone leaves your your shop, no one's going up with a magnifying glass checking the stitch, right? That that just becomes something that tailors, mm-hmm. you know, tailors do to other tailors. When when mm-hmm. when someone goes goes into another tailor shop, says, "I had this made by this other guy," and can you alter it? And they look and go, "Huh, that handwork's a bit crap," you know. That's the only time that gets judged. What gets judged is mm-hmm. the guy feeling great in the suit, mm-hmm. wearing the proverbial out of the suit, mm-hmm. because that is not only makes the customer feel great but that's what sells your product you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you make you make a guy like that happy he's going to mm-hmm. tell so many more people than your our, our classic yes. 38 five for ten guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know and, and i think that's what another thing that i would say to people learning the trade is like you you with all due respect to everybody's doing their apprentice you might think you know what i've worked at this place i can make a jacket Mm-hmm. don't be afraid to be a student you know mm-hmm. my, my my dad's gonna be 77 soon right mm-hmm. and i can tell you that every single week he does mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and 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 you know you would think you know having done this job for my god 60 more than 60 years mm-hmm. that nothing would phase you but the thing is, you can you can put together a jacket. You can mm-hmm. be a great coat maker. You can be a, a great cutter. But the, it's not like learning to be a carpenter, mm-hmm. where you get the skills down. And providing your measurements are good mm-hmm. and, and things are symmetrical, mm-hmm. goes every every everybody's got the potential to to, to mess with you. Yes, you know, be be it you know. Be it that they put on weight, they lose weight. You know, mm-hmm. we've had this issue over, through COVID where we've started suits, mm-hmm. and 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 people have either lost a lot of weight or they put on mm-hmm. a lot of weight. Right, right, right. Or or guys have started working out, so they've suddenly started getting shoulders and straightening up. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm having to like 
take yeah. I'm, I'm, one guy i'd finished the collar it was already you know it was, it was you know we were at an advanced stage he, he went to the gym his shoulders are like so and and, and he and he developed all, all around here nice. i had to take i had to strip the collar off i had to make him a new collar you know so, right. so you 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 don't be afraid to be a student for longer mm-hmm. i think because yeah. it's it's it, it's not just because you can do mr 38 five foot ten mm-hmm. you wait mm-hmm. you wait till that big guy comes through the door yes and it's like oh my god i didn't do this at, at tailoring school well yeah that is maybe true stick, maybe stick around until you watch somebody do that because yeah uh, in infallibility in, in, in terms of this job right like nothing should be able to phase you right the true tailor you know i want a you know pink tail coat with a blah 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 and a blah blah blah, and a blah you know and, and 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 i want it in the style of the court of king bloody blah you know if you go oh you you've got to be able to go I can do that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. And even if yeah. you have to go to the library the next day, you've got to be able to, to meet the needs because mm-hmm. bespoke customers, if they could buy it mm-hmm. on Bond Street, they'd have yes. bought it already. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, here's a question. Um, you know, when you, this is a very good thing you say, you know, to if you really want to excel and, and master what you want to do, you have to be a lifelong student. It's, it's never ending, right? How would you say, or when would you say, hold on, let me formulate this question well. If, being, if mastering something means you need to be a lifelong student, when will you as a student know that you're ready to go out on your own, how what would you say to that? Uh, I would say, right, you can master buttonholes, mm-hmm. you can master doing collars, mm-hmm. you can master putting facings on. Mm-hmm. You cannot. I, I don't. I personally don't believe you can master tailoring. Anybody right. that says they've seen it or done it or and is is talking about because one one of the things that i find i I've certainly found when i when i was and i'm st- like i said i put my hands up and say i'm still learning mm-hmm. because i don't think there's anything wrong with saying that sure no. I, one, one of the things that people can can look at and see when they look online is you look at tailors and you think i'm never gonna get there i'm never i'm never gonna be as good as this person mm-hmm. well you got to remember that that person is is showing you the things they want to show you, mm-hmm. and, and everybody has those head scratchy moments, and everybody makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. And the more you realise that, you know, contrary to what I, I, I'm sure there will be people that will may, maybe will watch this and go, "What does that guy know? What's he saying?" Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't believe in my heart of hearts that there can be anybody. In, in any in any in any trade that says they don't make mistakes mm-hmm. and they don't learn from those mistakes all the time, and I say that because I think students can look and think it's an insurmountable mm-hmm. mountain mm-hmm. because you look at certain certain people applying their trade and think 
I'm never going to be as good as them. Mm-hmm. But then again, maybe if they wore a GoPro all day mm-hmm. and you'd see them go, oh, no, I can't, you know, <laughs> then, then it might make you feel a bit better. Yes. But, but of course, they, they, they manage their social media. They manage their website. They manage mm-hmm. what they show you. They manage what you see in the showroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, but, but to go back to your point, like, like I said, I, I think a student, mm-hmm. if, I, if, I, if I wasn't, and I'll say I'm privileged to have what I have here, have this forum and have this, this space and, 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 and have my, my father is my master. I, if I was to say to a student, I would say, you know what? Don't look at it like, you know, you've got to be great at everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe think, you know, I'm going to be great at something. Because mm-hmm. if you're great at something, say, say, for example, someone comes through the door here and they come in and they say, I've been to um, I've, I've been to this. I've done this course. I've I did some work experience here and I want to come. and I want to learn how to make a jacket. Well, with my business model, the last thing that I can do is have somebody stood next to me saying, well, what, what's, what's that? What, what's that? What's mm-hmm. that? What's that? And that that doesn't seem because I know how important it is that you pass on knowledge. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you want to cut, if you want to come to me and this is by no means for financial or selfish reasons, if you come to me and say, do you know what? I can't do a collar. Mm-hmm. I really wish I could. I really wish you could show me how to really shape a collar and mount, you know. But I tell you what, I'm brilliant at buttonholes, mm-hmm. right? Then you can kind of come in and say, okay, I tell you what, you come here, mm-hmm. you, do, you do me some buttonholes, and then when I'm doing a collar, I'll show you how to do a collar. Right, right, right. I, I, I personally, and, 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 I, and I think, you know, it's very fashionable as well at the moment for people to, from people that have approached me, I want to be a master tailor. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want to do everything. Now, not everybody can be a master tailor mm-hmm. because, because, you know, if it's just, I don't think everybody, I think some people are great. Like I've got a guy that works for me. He is a great coat maker. But if he looks at if he looks at a book with 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 schematics or or drafting books, it just it, it, it might it might as well be you know noughts and zeros. It might as well just be like mm-hmm. it just it doesn't it doesn't he, he's he's a practical right. manual. It's a very mathematical thing being a cutter, mm-hmm. and, and 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 also for for me, you know, I probably being truthful, you know. I would say there are better cutters than me mm-hmm. and they're probably better coat makers than me. Mm-hmm. But then again, if all I did all day was cut, mm-hmm. I'd become a better cutter. Right, if all right. I did all day was be a coat maker. I'd be a better mm-hmm. coat maker, but I'm, I'm, I'm Jack of all, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, and I put, I can say without that, that, you know, I make, we, we make a great garment here. Mm-hmm. But that's, I think, you know, talking from, you know, honest, no, like, you know, I'm, you know, because I think there's a lot of that in the trade. There's a lot of pe- mm-hmm. people, pe- and I don't know, you know, I'm judging anyone, I'm sure you'll interview a lot of people that will just tell you that they are the bee's knees, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe they are, maybe they are. But I think students don't want to hear, don't, don't want to hear that. 
Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they I think they need to hear that. You know what? There's nothing wrong with being a really great trouser maker, and mm-hmm. that might seem like God. You know, why would I want to be a trouser? I tell you what. If you know, that is the one thing that mm-hmm. every tailor that I talk to, every every tailor that I sit down, if I meet a tailor and we have a drink, they'll all say to me at some point in the conversation, do you know any good trousers makers? Yeah, right? yeah, 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 right? yeah, 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 that's 100% now, now it's up to you. If you want to create a really successful business and you want to get through the door and you want to walk in and out of Anderson and Shepherd and Huntsman and, mm-hmm. and Norton and Sons everywhere and, and, be, and be like given a lot of respect, I'll tell you what, if you're a great trousers maker, you are well on your way. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I tell you what, probably if if I was starting again and I didn't have this business, I'd be a trouser maker. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, here's the thing: that it, it, it's definitely the case that you know some garments get more attention and are more popular among students, and everybody wants to you know make the special jacket and the special overcoat and the special. Thing. And there is very little. I mean, even with with shirt makers, you know, we don't have mm-hmm. as as many shirt makers as we we should really have in, in the UK and. And same, like you say, goes for trouser makers. It is a strange thing because, you know, trousers impact the entire figure so much. Because what are you going to wear if you don't have the jacket? You have your shirt and your trousers, you know, maybe a pair of shirts, you know. Uh, but, um, yeah, very, very. So, so, Mike, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the style of your work. What sort of uh, work do you guys do mostly? What is your, how would you describe your style? Because uh, you're, 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 you're partly, partially Italian but you do English tailoring, but you also, you know, um, are, 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 are capable of doing all the different techniques from all the different uh, er- areas yeah. around the world. How would you describe your style b- uh, best? Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest cop-outs for tailors is when you ask them what their, what, 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 what their, their style I'll do anything people want. Right, and obviously right. that's like asking someone... What kind yeah. of music do you like? Yeah. I like all music. Yeah. Nobody likes all yeah. music. Don't give me that. Yeah. That is yeah. rubbish. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just, just don't say high armhole, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I, I, um, I would say that what, if somebody comes in and says, "Make me," you know, look great. Make mm-hmm. me what 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 a Torito suit is. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Um, firstly, I'm not one of those people that we have, we, we have a cut. We have, we, we do quite, quite a slim, Mm -hmm. uh, jacket. I'm not, uh, a a overly drapey Mm -hmm. kind of cutter. Yeah. Obviously case by case basis. If, Mm -hmm. if the guy's 82, Mm -hmm. right. He's doesn't want a Chifranelli suit, right? (laughs) I mean, he right. might want a chimney. You know, he might yeah. be Silvio Berlusconi. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 um, but I think our style is, 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 I've really tried to develop with, with my dad a style that is, I think we are, in, we are definitely English tailoring. Mm-hmm. But, uh, with, with, a, with, you know, I really try and eliminate as, and, uh, as much stiffness as I can, mm-hmm. keep it very soft, keep it very organic. Mm-hmm. But um, but from from you know when you talk about soft tailoring, you know mm-hmm. I always think you know you know uh, talking about say say using cars and, as an example, you know the measure of 
uh, people used to do with the car is they used to shut the door and if it went conk, you know, like, that's a good car, right? <laughs> so I, I always think that with bespoke, you can you can deconstruct it and deconstruct it and deconstruct it. But certainly to most people, unless they're the most discerning guy who comes in here and says, you know, what, I've had I've had something made at Huntsman, that's mm-hmm. I want I want it just so relaxed. Mm-hmm. People want to put it on and have that feeling of, mm-hmm. you know, oh right, that's yes. what I'm paying for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that feeling yeah which which i think you you sometimes when 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 you do like you know very light canvassing you know very little structure in in the chess piece and that that works and some people some people really go for it a lot of people kind of can be a bit confused mm-hmm. by that unless mm-hmm. you're really subtle really schooled so yes. so basically like my our suits are our suits are aesthetically quite classically english mm-hmm. but uh we're very very flexible i'm not going to say we'll do anything you want sure. uh but but uh but uh but yeah I, th- I think that that's that's what i go for it's that sort of feeling of avoiding because let's face it there's an abundance of of made to measure everywhere mm-hmm. and with that with the fused garment it it, it looks great it, Mm-hmm. in some cases and stand up on its own and, right. I, and i want people to feel those those layers feel that canvas and feel mm-hmm. the way the canvas is moving in the jacket yeah while yeah. still maintaining some sort of structure there mm-hmm. i've seen i've seen uh, you uh, working in the workshop and making things on, on on your instagram page do you make all the suits that you cut yourself as well well i i i me and my father cut everything mm-hmm. and we make everything in house yeah we have one one other coat maker who started mm-hmm. off part-time but because we're so busy he's and he and he does uh mainly uh sort of first first fitting to right. you know forwards mm-hmm. um and but we're kind of work because the inevitability is you're going to stagnate if, if, if it's just too there's only so much you can yes. do yes yeah 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 and like I said, you know, my father's seventy-seven. You know, you mm-hmm. tailors work until they drop, but yeah, no one, no one goes on forever. Why is why is that, by the way? Why do, why is it so that every tailor who who is they 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 usually live until they're ninety, and they usually work until they are ninety and or beyond. Why do you think that is? Is it like really the passion, or what what is it? Maybe it's really pretentious to say, but didn't, didn't wasn't Picasso still painting when he was like? Really yes, he was. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I guess, I guess the 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 enemy of the old tailor, mm-hmm. I think, and and I could generally say that my my dad's actually been very lucky, but the enemy of the old tailor is is, is arthritis and and the tips of the fingers. Right, 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 right. I think that a lot a lot of the old tailors that I've spoken to just say, you know what, I just. If they lose the feeling on the tips of their fingers, and then you, the real, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think we, you know, if I can use my dad as an example, you know, talk, going back to like when I when I was young and he worked all the time, you know, if you work like that and you make it your life's work, you know, you've got you've got suits everywhere, you've got people to please, you've got to be a different kind of person. To say, you know what, today I'm going to play golf, mm-hmm. right? His his life, his hobby. 
is everything is meeting people and and and, and working and satisfying people and and, and mm. I can genuinely say like my my dad is only seventy seven on a Sunday, right? Mm. When he's when he's not tailoring. Yeah. Every 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 other time he's people are coming and say you're not seventy seven you're 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 sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say you're 47, because <laughs> yeah. that, that would just... I'm not gonna say. But, but, I mean, but I mean, in terms of it's, it's, it's in your blood, mm-hmm. and you can't, you can't let it go, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I always feel sorry for trades where you, like, to use, you know, maybe, maybe I'm using football as an example, because at the moment, you know, it's the European Championship, and I always yes. kind of feel sorry for old football players who... They've just worked it out in their brain how the best way to play these games. <laughs> yeah, and the legs yeah. have gone. Uh, so it's yeah. like, only the legs because I've got the brain. Yeah. And I think tailors are quite lucky because as long as you don't get the arthritis, there's such a, a, a kudos and respect that comes with age and experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and I, th- I think a lot of tailors thrive off that. You know, people will come in and say, I, I don't want to see, they don't want to see me, they want to see him. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you know you've only been doing this job 14 years well you know have you ever had that oh we we different people we, yeah. we we're kind of like uh i wouldn't say good cop bad cop because that sounds like a completely <laughs> different example but but you know if if an old if an older chap comes in here a yeah. guy who's tired who who but loves to dress well mm-hmm. i can serve him but ultimately, he wants my dad to say, yes, sir, that's that's the one. Mm-hmm. And then he'll go for it. Right. Whereas if someone in their 30s who's getting married comes in, you know, m- my dad can give him his opinion. But ultimately, he wants me to say that that's the one. Yeah. And I think people people look to you as, mm-hmm. as really the oracle of, of, of what they should do. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, that is I think true, man. That's, that's, that's something that I often think about with people that start out on their own, you know, who, mm-hmm. who've done, who are, are very talented tailors who, mm-hmm. who think, you know, I'm good enough and I, I feel confident enough to go on their own. I think it's always worth remembering that certainly, you know, a big part of your customer base is mm-hmm. not going to be your peers. Yes. And learning to, learning to, to, to be around and, 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 to a lesser extent, entertain someone mm-hmm. of advanced years and be able mm-hmm. to talk to them and 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 create a rapport is a really important skill to learn. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I often find myself going for lunch with, you know, some someone who'd be like, you know, they're like seventy three and they're like, let's let's do lunch now. You've got to work. What 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 do I talk to a seventy three year old about at lunch? You have to. Yes, learn some patter because mm-hmm. that that's a really good and loyal customer, and you you can't afford to alienate that guy. Yeah, yeah. What would you, but, man, but he is, doesn't watch Love Island, so it's no good talking to him about Love Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but this is this is an incredibly important thing. What you mentioned here is because uh, you know not only do you have to learn the technical side of of your craft, but also the social side and. I think that is a, definitely a barrier for, for a lot of apprentices because, you know, they focus so much on making, 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 making. And if they don't put themselves out there in any form to, to learn the subtleties of interacting with someone who you don't know, who you don't know what to talk about, you know, and, and all those things, it's like 
you still need to, you know, you can't say, yeah, yeah. sorry, man. Yeah, you know. So how, how has that been for you? How did you learn those skills? Uh, you know, because, uh, I mean, that, obviously you have clients, but, but apart from that, did you, did you go, uh, you know, go after it and, and try to find things here and there? <clears throat> you, I, 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 genuinely, mm. you read, it's, it is probably one of the hardest skills for some people to learn. Some people just off the bat, yeah, yeah, are like yeah. a silver-tongued guy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they walk in a room and they're like, "Boom, I yeah. own the room." And and often they're mm. very good made-to-measure tailors. Those guys, yeah, you know, yeah. they really are great at mm-hmm. owning a room and talking to people and and mm-hmm. selling. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a natural salesman, mm-hmm. uh, because natural salesmen can kind of uh, their motivation mm-hmm. is to sell. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'll often, I'll only sell something to somebody if I really feel that they want it, which I think mm-hmm. maybe by makes me a bad salesman because good salesmen can sell ice to the Eskimos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, but learning how to talk to people and make people feel comfortable and having mm-hmm. that intelligence to read people, mm-hmm. to read the kind of person that you're dealing with, because not gonna lie you meet some very strange people mm-hmm. like you meet you meet some you meet some some you know people that are just love love tailoring and they've mm-hmm. been online and they've researched and they've always, it's always been their dream but then you meet people that are they they love bespoke because they're eccentric mm-hmm. and because they also especially when when they're meeting the person that's physically making their garment they'll come in and they're you know, I've got, I got one customer. He won't mm-hmm. watch this. This is okay. But I've got this one customer who'll come in and say, don't F around. You know what I what I want. I want uh, completely unlined. I, I, you know, he's a big, big guy. He wants the lightest deconstructed, you know, suit suit going. And, and, he, and he, he, brought, he brought his own special book that right. all his spec goes in, mm-hmm. you know, have to adhere to his you know and and part of his ride with bespoke is really testing me you know Mm -hmm. and and, and i'm fine i'm fine with that you know we have a good relationship and we 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 lunch you know Mm -hmm. but he really enjoys working me hard Mm -hmm. and you have to be very patient Mm -hmm. you have to to give as good good as you get with people because it's, it's 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 learning, you know. It's no good. It's no good letting people walk all over you. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing an, an interview with somebody who who, who must. I, I assume they must have been a Anderson and Shepherd tailor, and they did a lot of dealings with Prince Charles. And you, you end you end up becoming when you deal with with. I mean that, and that's the top of the tree, right? Mm-hmm. That's most tailors' dreams would be like I'm the guy that charlie rings yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 you you are you know the expectation level mm-hmm. goes through the roof yes and 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 you have to understand that because you're bespoke because mm-hmm. you're you're not ready to wear you're not made to measure you're bespoke right so you're exponentially that much better than everybody else and people walk through the door and and expect you know they want a, they want a Rolls Royce. They don't want a 
Ford Fiesta. Yeah, yeah I drive yeah. a Ford Fiesta, by the way, so I'm yeah. not, no, you know. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It is that that is the case. Okay, well, let, let's. I'd like to do a speed round, and so I have a couple okay. of a couple of words. Speed uh, round. Yeah, you tell me what the first thing is that pops up your mind, um, and we'll start with Savile Row. Uh, the best, and maybe maybe the worst. That's interesting. The best and the worst. Okay. The, the essence of tailoring. Um, bespoke tailoring is, is uncompromised uh, style. Uncompromised style. All right. Okay. Okay. Work and life balance. <laughs> what? Where, if you find any, can you can you can you? We'll can ship you it to you. <laughs> Apprenticeships. Um, necessary but complex. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Tailoring schools. Ooh. Um. Uh. Choosing my words really carefully here. Mm -hmm. um, potentially brilliant. Mm -hmm. Potentially a ripoff. Mm -hmm. Potentially dangerous. Right, right. All right. Um, drape cut. If you if, if done well, mm -hmm. brilliant. Mm -hmm. If done badly, if yeah. done badly, if done badly. A cop out. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, I agree with Cause, you. Because, because, done badly, it's drape. No, it's not. It's big. It's yeah, drape. no, it's drape. Yeah, sure, <laughs> it's drape, man. Uh, made to measure. The bane of my life. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, um, made to measure is 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 a great product when executed well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not bespoke but it's it's a great it allows a lot of people mm -hmm. to have something that is much better than what they would buy in a shop right 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 okay okay the future of tailoring um perilous Right, 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 right. Can you you're desperate. You're desperate to ask. <laughs> Can you? Um, yeah. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be really brief because I feel like I'm. I'm a meandering. You know. Mm. I think that that te technological advances mm -hmm. are brilliant, mm -hmm. but I think it could be quite dangerous with tailoring. And I think that there's the abundance of information and mm. and and. Uh, material available to people mm -hmm. can can hoodwink maybe hoodwink people to think that they're more ready than they might be uh instagram mm -hmm. can show things to not be what they actually are mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, and and things like you know i re remember reading about the body scanning thing, right you know? yeah 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 now 
it reads great, doesn't it? It sounds fantastic. Yes. But all the things I was talking about, you know, as soon as you lose the eye, as soon mm -hmm. as the eye is gone, as soon as people start thinking, you know, I don't need to clock that guy because the machine's going to clock him, mm -hmm. right? When those skills have gone and, and, and you don't have to push yourself, mm -hmm. um, I think that tailoring could become, could become like sheep to suit without anybody touching it. Yes. And, st yeah. and still be bespoke. Right, right. Okay, okay, okay. Um, well, here is one. The worst thing about a family business? Um, emotional attachment. Right, right. What, what, what would you say is the best thing? Um, I think just the, the, the bond and, you know, uh, I've got to be really careful because I'm half Sicilian and anything I say here could be like, <laughs> he's just quoting the Godfather. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. The family, you know, <laughs> so I have to be really careful. But being in the family business, mm -hmm. the olive oil business, mm -hmm. you know, um, is, is I, think, I think it's, it's you know, I will always, all my days, be so grateful of, of however long I have working with, with my dad and, and the time we spent together and, and, and knowing that the lineage yeah. will continue, hopefully beyond me. Mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 you know, that's just, it's a really important thing for me. I take a lot of pride in the name. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. And, right. and I, just want, I just want people to know we're here and we do a good job and and mm -hmm. when when i go when i go you know before before my dad is is whether he retires or is no longer with us, I, I want i just want to be able to stay you know i go go to savile row and people go ah you're that tailor from bristol mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know because yes. cracking the egg that's like the the worst bit about savile row is is yes. is is the yeah, yeah, yeah. The blinkered vision. It is, it is, it is. Okay, la last but not least, patience. Sorry, what was that? Patience. Patience? Yes. Uh, if you don't have it, don't be a tailor. All right, all right. Okay, I, th I think that's a good, good place to stop. Mike, it was fantastic. I mean, we could talk for hours. We could, you know, we could literally talk for hours. And uh, uh, I'm sure we're going to have an, another conversation perhaps in a few months. Uh, I'd love to do that. Uh, but for now, thank you so much for making the time. Uh, and uh, great talking to you. Um, I hope uh, you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I look forward to our next conversation. All right. Thank you Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Take care. And that was Mike. I hope you all enjoyed the conversation. If you'd like to see more from Mike and his dad and the team and the work that they're doing, you can follow the link to his Instagram, the Instagram of the business and their website in the description of this video. So if you have any questions, thoughts or comments or any topic that you'd like to see discussed, please let me know. And we sure hope to see you again in the next episode. Until then, Bye-bye.